Hey, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you're interested in taking your vibration to the absolute next level, I have a online video course that is coming out real soon. And if you would like to be on the wait list so you can have access to this the moment it comes out, visit my website at gunsrosesandspirituality.com. Link in the description below. All right, Merry Christmas, everybody, um, or post-Christmas. Um, thank, thank you, everybody, for listening and being with me for, some of you have been here with me for almost the whole year because I did start this podcast last, uh, I, I had already started this podcast by last Christmas, by last Christmas, but it was definitely the worst, you know, like, period of my life. And, um, but yeah, and, and, you know, this Christmas, I have like the best Christmas of, of my life. So, the, you know, like the whole point of this podcast episode is to just kind of talk about how you can go from wherever you're at this Christmas. Maybe some of you are, don't, don't really enjoy your life right now, struggling with some stuff. Um, and that probably means you probably didn't even enjoy your Christmas. And some, some people, you know, like they're doing well, but we'll like, we'll like to do better or whatever, and this is talking about how we can kind of, from where we are at this Christmas and before the New Year's, like, where can we go from here to where we want to be by the end of next Christmas? Um, and so, hmm, I was going to say something. I just, last thing before we start, is just, I want to say, just Christmas is a great time, just it's before the New Year's to just kind of like think about how the heck we want to improve next year. Um, and just, I like to start my New Year's a month before um, New Year starts because it gives you like a momentum and head of steam before New Year's start. Um, and it just does a lot. So I want to ask you, Jasmine, um, what's the difference, biggest difference between like I don't know, it's your with your practice or whatever internal practice between last Christmas and this Christmas. Oh man, dude! So last Christmas, it was actually pretty nice. It was like the worst but best time of my life. I actually took a five day retreat to Woodstock in New York. Stayed in a bed and breakfast like with this Buddhist woman. I went to the Buddhist temple every day. And it was just so, it was the first time I had isolated myself like that after like a horrible year, like getting out of a relationship and moving back in with my parents. Um, So I feel like last year was like kind of like the springboard for me because I, that's when I did a lot of my like childhood healing. For some reason, like it just hit me, like I'm sitting in my room, like, and it just hit me in waves, like, oh my God, like everything that went wrong in my relationship was just a reflection of everything that went wrong in my childhood. It was me just repeating it. It was just, so although I was crying a lot and had a lot of anxiety, like Mm -hmm. I, that was the first time in my life where I felt like, Oh my God, I'm going to break through from this. Like I finally understand why I was so anxious and depressed growing up. Like it's all me. It was all my choices and my doing. And I was just unconscious of it. And I was super negative. Oh, last year is when, um, around Christmas time, that's when I started my gratitude app. So it would prompt me like every day, just be grateful for one thing a day. Or like name someone like that's helped you or like, what are you looking forward to? And I have to admit this time last year, like it did seem fake for me. I kind of had to like fake it till I made it. But now um, I'm just so, I'm thankful for the gratitude app because like now like, um, I've done 204, um, entries out of like 365 basically. So it's just so nice to have like a record of everything I was thankful for this year. And man, even to have that record, like this time last year, like I was thankful for like little stuff, like the wind blowing. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, I, I have a slight cold and every time I laugh, I end up coughing. So, um, <clears throat> um, but yeah, when I read, it's been so nice to journal and keep a track of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, just to see like where my mentality has changed and 
dude, I feel like a whole different person, not gonna lie. Like, when I look back, I have so much compassion for myself. And, like, knowing how much I dealt with, how hard it was for me, like, I just want to give my, my old self, like, a big-ass hug, I swear. <laughs> Same. That's exactly how I feel. I have one for you, Andy. Um, well, before we get to me, I, I, I want to ask you, like, um, just what did you um because wow my story sounds very similar to your story like it was also the first time in my life where um i was completely i was completely alone um and that was a really liberating experience uh, but also um i realized wow so i you know i got out of a relationship that's how everything started right that's where mm-hmm. all the rock bottom stuff started just just a terrible collapse and um i I realized, oh my gosh, like there's been a cycle within my relationship with girl, uh, women or girls uh, or whatever. It's like, um, it's the same thing every time. It's the same heartbreaking cycle every time. But it was like, wow, I didn't realize this, but wow, I'm always the one causing this. Like their actions have always been a uh as a, a effect of my actions like i'm saying like i i'm the one really self-sabotage i self-sabotage the things first and then these things happen these things don't just happen to me and just i clearly recognize this huge pattern and but it also directly tied to my issues with my family like intimacy issues like you know issues you know with parents like you know like the way i was raised and just issues i have so my I realized wow the relationship issues I had also was directly tied to the relationships relationship issues I had with my parents directly so it was just like crazy for me to kind of be aware of that and um yeah and just kind of once and you know one of my biggest issues was I was supposed to ask you a question I don't know how it led to this but uh, one of my biggest (laughs) issues one of my biggest issues was um masculinity in the sense of I thought being masculine, be, I thought being masculine, because look, here's the way I see it, um, male and female. Um, uh, traditionally, I feel like guys and girls, toxic guys and toxic girls are like almost like exact opposite. Like for toxic guys, usually, well, in my case, it was like, I would be, I thought emo- being emotionless was like the best way to do things is to be emotionless and to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and not show no, not sh- not show my care to people. Like not show that you know I can't even show my girlfriend I care. You know, like to like th- you know like, and there's all these things. Um, I just couldn't express expression. That's the big word, expression, because I thought expression was weak, and I couldn't look directly at my 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 parents. Um, and I realized they had struggled with the exact same thing, and now I'm struggling with these things and. Let me tell you, once I broke through that, once I broke through my toxic masculinity issues, um, I broke through, I feel like, within just, like, my relationships in terms of my relationship with my friends, my relationship, I feel like, with females, my relationship with my future loved ones, um, my relationship with my family, too. That's a big thing. Like, that's so... I can tell you with from this Christmas to from last Christmas this Christmas, we have experienced more expressions of love to each other than we had our whole life. Like within my family, like just, uh, you know, like hugging each other for the first time, you know, like saying nice things to each other, admitting nice things to each other for the first time. Like these are weird things that never used to happen. In the Dude, past. for me too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like I'm the one who started it. Like now it's normal for my mom to say, I love you. I know that's, that's crazy to hear. Yeah. I know my parents have always loved me, but they, yeah. they didn't grow up showing that affection. Exactly. Exactly. Like it, it just wasn't normal for them. So it's like, I feel like because I started hugging and saying, I love you more, it's more normal. So my dad is getting close. He doesn't say, I love you. He says, we love you. So I'm bringing, oh <laughs> he's slowly God. bringing through. He yeah. still needs a little bit of work, but <laughs> no, I, I understand where he comes from though, because I still have a hard time saying I love you. Like, so, like, I'm serious. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. I just, um, mm-hmm. 
it's just, it's just, it's just a lot of stuff like in the past. Like just, um, not 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 with relationship. Like I was, it wasn't like I was been hurt or anything. Uh, that's not where it came from. It's just kind of like it's really the relationship with my parents. It was always distant. It was extremely distant. But now, and, yeah, and, you know, like I, I, but it's it just seems like wow. It's like it seems like uh, our family, um, you know, they're very they come from like just kind of traditional backgrounds kind of like yeah. kind of very, you know but you know what's funny I, I, tell me if you if this applies to you um but i see it as three layers okay so there's me i'm on the top which is the current layer and in the middle is my family and then or my mom and dad and then below that is my my grandparents and i my grandparents uh were, were born when the communist regime took over right just after you know the war where Mm-hmm. You know, China was just being slaughtered, like by, by you know, like the Japanese or whatever, and, it was, and you know, people were starving because of the, the communist revolution and everything. And so yeah. you know, my it's like my grandparents were definitely like you know very tense and closed and scarcity mindset. And I thought that's the same thing. That's the same thing with my parents, but I realized my parents. It's like, my parents are on. They're in the middle of a tug of war between the new, open, spiritual versus the closed hands of the past, you know? And it's just like, wow. And it's just like, there's us, like, being so conscious. It's really, you know, it's it's like meant to be for our family, at least for me. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, wow, like. My, they're not as closed off as or or traditional as I thought they were. They're actually pretty like once they can open up a little bit, it's like they're young, the youth, and they're and their like uh, divinity shows up more and more, like mm-hmm. more and more. It's slow. It's slow because you know there's like forty, fifty years of programming, you know, but it's. Once they start opening up, I see them just be way more childish and whatever. Like, and it's just kind of like I've never seen this from them before. Like, they used to always be like mm-hmm. old, grown adults, you know. Like now we're seeing like, wow, like my dad is the one saying, "Hey, we should, you know, be happy." Blah blah blah. Like that's the most important. I'm like, wow, you know, like a month ago or wow. six, six months ago, right? You wasn't saying things like that, but, um, but yeah, so. Anyways, there's, yeah, um, so with, anyways, so with men, anyways, going back to what I was saying, though, with men, it's like, I, I just had really strong, I just had, like, this image of what I need to be as a guy, and then I realized, you know what, screw that, I'm just gonna be freaking, I'm just freaking gonna be me, and, and, but then here's the thing, once I, like, actually started being myself around everybody, it's like, I, that's the first time I, in my life I realized, wow, I enjoy this, like, this is, this is better than what I was doing. So it, so it wasn't like I was sacrificing anything. I realized, wow, it's like people like me more. It's like, wow, people open up to me more. And it's just like, you know, it's like I don't feel like I'm losing any, like, anything from, you know, when I was mm-hmm. being, you know. And then, you know, on the other hand, with, with toxic females, I just feel like there's a lot of, like, self-rejection and insecurity, like, mm. letting people, you know, like, there's still this is like lack of self-respect i feel like that's like the toxic female version of <laughs> toxic mm. males but i don't know i don't know i can't but it's just like I, it's just like you know be, my my toxic masculinity was attracting the perfect toxic females <laughs> like you know like and i wasn't realizing that like the, the the insecurities and yeah and then boom yeah that's exactly what happened to me too because and looking back, I literally met my ex, like, probably in one of the worst times of my life. I was actually seriously straight up suicidal, like, in the middle of college. Like, I felt like, I felt so alone. And looking back, it was, like, the perfect frequency to meet someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because he was, like, I was super self-conscious. I didn't love and respect myself. And... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like, he was, like, a really toxic, like, manipulator and would gaslight a lot, and it was just the perfect combination for, like, the worst relationship ever, like, the codependent narcissistic relationship, yeah, but... Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, that, I, oh my gosh, and, that's what it is! 
That's what it is. Unfortunately, dude, yeah. I can't believe it took seven years for me to figure it all out. But and then you know it was crazy after the breakup. I didn't even blame him. I realized it was all stemmed from my childhood. Yeah. Like I legit like didn't blame him because I was like, dude, this is what I grew up with. I basically just yeah. found a replica of me and my parents' relationship. I mean, um, oh my my, my mom and dad's relationship. Yes, yes. That's exactly yes. why I recreated. So, and it's kind of, it's almost freeing because I was like, all right, this technically, not to blame, like, it doesn't matter, like, whose fault it was or anything, but, like, it was really freeing because I was like, I know where this comes from, I know why this happened, and now I can change. It wasn't like, oh, my God, why did this happen? Why was he so horrible to me? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was all, it all clearly stemmed from childhood programming and just having to uncover, like, all those subconscious blockers and layers it's really crazy because I basically like for me, and I, I think this would be like a toxic female trait in terms of myself. Like I always looked for validation. I always felt yes. like I had to earn yes. people's love. Yes. That's how I grew up. Like I had to get good grades for my parents to praise me. I had to clean yes. up the house for my mom to say something nice. Like yeah. I had to watch football, like sports with my dad just to spend time with him. Like, cause he didn't yeah. care about anything else. Like oh it was just God. a lot of things yeah. like, I didn't realize like it really all stemmed from childhood. Okay. Wow. That's so interesting. When you say codependency and like narcissist, wow, that, that just totally makes sense. That's totally what like the whole toxic masculine and toxic feminine thing is like, I, um, wow. Wait. And what, various traits of it, I think. Yeah, 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 definitely. But okay. So wait, what is narcissistic exactly? Like, what so, is it just, yeah, using people or is this? It, it definitely involves using people. So the, like my definition for a narcissist is straight up like the, the technical definition for narcissistic personality disorder. And yeah. it's usually people who grew up with very manipulative parents or again, like they have parents that resemble the narcissistic and codependent relationship. Yeah. And so basically... Honestly, narcissists, they really don't have emotions. I know that's crazy to say. Oh, my God. That's me. That was me. Like, close close to, not even, like, I don't want to say a sociopath, because that's a little extreme, and that's something totally different. Oh, my God. But (laughs) You're, like, my, like, like, they'll Yeah. (laughs) And so, I'm sure, like, so, if you think that you were the narcissist, where you're were your previous partners like always willing to do anything for you? Yeah. 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 Because because you were closed off. They wanted to earn your love. Oh my gosh. And so you, right. And I was the female in that sense. So it's really cool. Dude. It's so crazy. Yo. Cause Okay, so here's my perspective. Wow, because I don't know. I definitely felt like I was a social uh, sociopath. Like I for sure felt like I was a social sociopath. But it, but I don't think it was. It, it's not something that oh I was born like this. It was because I just had this ideal. Like I just had, I just felt like I okay if I act a certain way, you know, if I act emotionless, but you know, like manly or whatever, that's how that's how I'm going to get my way in this world. This is how the world works. So I just bought into this vision of like, you know, and that involves being just, you know, sometimes treating people like shit, treating the ones I love like shit. Um, because it's like, but I was also very aware that people will do anything for validation uh, at the time. And it's just like, I was aware, especially, um, you know, females or whatever, Right, like they're, yeah. they're, you know, like certain type of females that obviously I was in vibrational harmony with. <laughs> so it was like, um, yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I was just, uh, but anyways. So yeah, that was so me. Like I was literally so emotionless as much as possible. Um, but once you know, after the relationship, you know, I had this some soul searching. I realized, wow, the opposite of it is to express your emotions. And once I that, I realized, wow, I enjoy this so much. Like, I, I, I enjoy expressing gratitude, expressing I love people, expressing that, hey, you know, so even to my best friend, like, 
hey, bro, you mean so much to me. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've been here for me. You, like, you've been here for me, you know, like, despite just kind of, like, my life falling apart. And, you know, like, you're just holding it down for me. And, like, you know, I hope I hope we can be friends forever. And guess what? That's the first time in my life that I can I actually have friends that I really like and friends who stuck around and who I can trust. Because in the past, it was, like, people always left in my life like my friends just leave and and I was told yeah. I told him that too you know I was like hey you know like I don't think we can be friends that long in the past in the past I told him that because I just felt like my friends always disappear and then he was like nah like, we're gonna be friends right like we're gonna be friends for life and that meant the world to me and uh yeah uh anyways but so the opposite of being a narcissist is just not being scared to express but that just for me that came with the realization that um like uh like masculinity like my definition of masculinity is not accurate like you can express yourself and be you know a, a, a masculine man or just just to be a man like there's not my whole definition of man was basically what a narcissist is like you know what i'm saying so once i changed that definition once i found a better definition in my opinion like that's when everything changed but um yeah, but it all comes down really to just expressing your emotions uh, as a man. Uh, but what about for you as, you know, on the other, the codependency side? Because that's, you know, that's something that I'm really interested in because, you know, just uh, that's something that my, you know, my past love struggled with. Like, that's definitely, mm-hmm. that's that one word describe her perfectly. Like, perfectly. And you know what's crazy? I actually heard this yesterday on Dr. Phil out of all places, <laughs> but it kind of described it perf- like my situation perfectly. And he was saying like, um, well, it was a guest on a show, like just yeah. explaining to this woman who felt like a lot of guys just left her. Like she couldn't maintain relationships. Guys would ghost her. And the guy was like, if someone tells you, you have a nice house, you don't give them the key to the house. Yeah. Just because someone compliments you or like yeah. someone shows interest doesn't mean you have to yeah. go all in. Yeah. And I think that was my problem before because well, I think my situation was a little bit different in terms of like confidence and stuff. Cause I was super, I was overweight. I got bullied. I was made fun of a lot. Like okay. guys were not okay. interested in me. Okay. And so when I lost weight, like around like 16, 17 years old and like, and I got all of this male attention <laughs> like I went to the opposite end of the spectrum where yeah. I was like, men are disgusting. I don't want anything to do with you guys. Screw you. Cause I saw the yeah. immediate differences. Like yeah, guys before that would never even look at me all of a sudden, like acted like we were best friends. Like I saw the fakeness in people and it really turned me off. But then after a while, once I got used to it, like I realized that I was so starved for attention that like any little bit of attention I would go crazy for. And I didn't, like it took me years, even it like, <clears throat> even in my own relationship with my ex, like I always fought to get validation. Like I was the one spending money. I was the one giving gifts. I was the one putting all the effort in because yeah, I wanted yeah. to feel that love. Wow. wow. And I completely didn't realize that it takes two to tango. Like how come he wasn't doing all of that? And it, and it was because he just wasn't into me. He loved as a narcissist, he was just looking for ways to get what he wanted. So if he wanted more money, he knew what to say to me. If he wanted like anything for me, like he knew how to manipulate me and like kind of like trigger me in a sense, but not to blame it all on him. Like I was just unconscious to to all of this. Um, But I would say that like for me, the biggest difference I see in myself now is that I just have to be careful with who I trust in a sense. And it's getting easier for me to realize people's attentions. Like if I meet a guy and he just wants to hook up, I kind of know like, all right, obviously I'm not going to like put a lot of effort into this relationship. Like it's not going to go anywhere. It's not what I want. Versus like, if I meet a really nice guy, like now I'm able to discern. It's like, oh, he's actually being genuine. Like he's actually answering, asking me questions that a normal person would ask if they wanted to get to know someone versus like, I'd say like a narcissist, they ask questions just so they could talk about themselves. Like they'll ask like, Oh, how's your family? Or like, what did you do on Thanksgiving? And then they would just use that as an excuse. Like, well, my family did this, 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 this. 
just so they can try like impress you or just just to talk about themselves really and it's and i think um i still have a lot of work to do in this area just because i still live at home and i see that dynamic with my parents yeah. but now i'm able to like it's kind of like an experiment <laughs> like yeah. a social experiment i'm like keeping in my head of like all right it you know the whole thing with this is like not to put people in a box but once you see the patterns especially yeah, between yeah. a codependent and narcissistic relationship like it's so easy to spot yeah now i feel like a lot of like my friends relationships like i see what a normal one looks like what a what an unhealthy one looks like and yeah yeah i'm kind of sure. i'm kind of able to warn them a little bit or just like wow just let them know about the red flags yeah because i'm sure like like they're completely unconscious about it but i think just wow. overall like for me just learning not to i'm a i'm a loving person I'm a hugger, like, I'll hug you right away. And I feel like as part of the codependent recovery, I just have to be a little bit more careful of, like, who I trust. But the more I'm aligned to source, like, the more I can spot people's true intentions easier. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Wow, first of all, everything you just said was just so accurate with, like, my situation, but obviously with the opposite person. Like, that wow, like that just it, the whole codependent narcissist dynamic fits so well. Like it's literally like it's kind of like the bully and the victim dynamic, right? It's also it like is. the it's also like the buyer and the seller. Buyer buyer and seller is a positive dynamic, but it's like the universe works in harmony. Yeah. So you know, if I'm a if I'm a seller, you know, I want to sell books or whatever. I don't want to attract more people who selling books. I want to attract people who want to buy my books. But that's how the universe works, though, right? Like you're a female and you want to, you know, attract a male. Like traditionally you want to attract a male, right? You don't want to attract the same thing. It's the same thing. Like, or, you know, like it's the same type of thing. It's just, uh, it's just the universe, universe works in harmony. Um, even if it's a low vibrational harmony, it still works the same. So that's just so cool. This is so cool to see, like, and just recognize the patterns. But, um, so Codependent. So, like, what what is it when you got attention from people? Like, this is so interesting because, like, it feels like mm -hmm. I don't know because I always want to answer to these questions. Um, mm -hmm. But what is it like? What happens if you get their attention? Like, does it feel really amazing? Does it feel like like kind of amazing? Does it feel like? So I have a lot of examples for this. So yeah, looking back, the intention, the validation and attention wasn't worth it. It was. The only reason it felt good was because I had zero self-love and zero self-respect that I, I was able to generate self-love for myself based on other people's feedback. So for example, like, it's kind okay. of like, so like in the past, um, and I was super codependent, like it's almost embarrassing. Yeah, no, to no it's, stories. It's, I totally know but, exactly what you're saying. Cause I think I've experienced what that is like. I, I know for a fact like yeah like i know exactly what you're talking about but you know with the other like it's just you know not me like the other person you know like extreme super codependent like extremely codependent like yeah, to the point yeah. where you can't you can't like, leave you can't leave the other person alone in a room or else they'll like die of like codependent stress like i don't know if you were like that wait wait, wait let me ask you this. were you scared to be alone or not like was that a thing or not no, so I wasn't, okay. okay. it wasn't, for me, I actually, I loved being by myself. I grew up okay. that way. Like my okay. family, like the, the way I grew up, I was basically like, I was basically alone for hours at a time with no one to talk to. So being yeah. alone didn't scare me. Yeah. It was, it was the future of being alone that scared me, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was yeah. like, I was scared to die alone. Like, and I just wanted that love from someone. So like an extreme example of like when it felt good to get attention or like validation was I ended up paying for my ex's tuition Dang. when he wanted to go back. Dude, like I feel like such an idiot looking back. But in my head, I was like, hey, if I if I pay for his tuition, he'll know that how much I love him. He'll know how much I support him. But I had no idea he was just using me. It was all a ploy for him to get okay. money, you know? Okay. It's, 
so I, so with me, it was like the whole reason I was being this way I was was because I, I had almost like a plan, like this vision. Like, okay, if I act this way, it's like this is what's well, going to happen and blah, 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 and then success. Like, was that kind of – was it? So, yep. So, so when I, whenever, you know, whenever I, I – it, it didn't feel great, um, you know, but it's like whenever – I would, you know, act a certain way or whatever. And then whenever I was having success with it, I was getting a reaction I want, it would feel like, you know, it would feel like a buzz, you know, it would feel like, oh, wait, this is working. This is working. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like a short buzz. And then, and, but it was really only because the joy was just kind of really from the fact that I believe that, okay, my plan is working. Like my plan of being just super, mm. you know, like masculine or whatever is going to like, like just... I don't know. It was just like feeding this like fake vision that I had, I guess. Um, but, but, um, so, and did okay, you so, feel like you were using people? Did you feel like you were using people to like, to get to that? Or did you feel like it was a mutual benefit? Yeah. I, I I'm look at the bottom of my heart. I, I was still a good person. Like I, I felt I didn't feel like, nah, I de definitely would not try to use someone. Like, I didn't see that I was hurting people. Like, I didn't see until after the fact that I really, yeah. really hurt some people, like, really badly. I just was so blind to it. I was just so focused on my own pains and my own just trying to get out of this pain that I could not see that I was really hurt, hurting this other individual. And it wasn't until after the fact that I realized all the heartbreak that I, she caused me I was causing it, it back to her. Mm. Like, just, just, I could not see it. I literally did not see it. Like, I was hurting these people so, so bad. Like, really badly. And I just thought, like, oh, mm -hmm. no, there's no way. Because in my head, I had, like, in my head, you know, I was like, uh, it's, and, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It just, in my head, I, it made sense. It was like, nah, this person wouldn't be hurt. And yeah. I justified it with, yeah, so I definitely, yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, I definitely, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah no. And that's why I have to say, like, even before I knew all this, like, there's no way you're a true, you truly have narcissistic personality disorder, because yeah. someone who's a true narcissist, they wouldn't even yeah. be the self-aware. They would have completely blamed the other person and be like, hey, it's not my fault they wanted to do all of this stuff for me. Like, yeah, what did yeah. I do? All I did was ask, and they're the ones who did it. Like, they're so self unaware it's it's almost scary like i swear to god you know how s crazy these people are i'm sorry like not to like judge or anything but like yeah yeah my ex legit thinks after all the crap he put me through if he becomes successful we'll get back together yeah yeah wow he yeah, literally yeah. does not understand that like nah dude i am done like in his head, as a narcissist, it's like, oh, if I just do this, she'll get back with me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay, that was another thing. That, I, I, I grew up pretty isolated, so I could not understand that other people are, other people are human beings, that other people have feelings, and they have a life, and they have preferences. I literally just thought this is, I'm the only one alive in this world. Everyone is just, like, a game. Like, it was, so I just, it wasn't, and when I dated, yeah, so when I dated her, it was like, start to see wow like she's a real person like wow like you know I, I got to like feel her world and it's like oh my gosh and that just yeah I just feel like dating her like even though you know it didn't, it didn't work out and just all this toxic stuff going on mm -hmm. I developed I first time that was my first encounter with feminine energy and I had embodied that like with like because because i all i knew was this masculine tradition like of of like of just just, just i feel like there's a lot of ma asian masculine strict energy like that i had like that's all i had and i do but but now i can like i just feel like i'm just so much colorful and so much warmer of a person than i was yeah. um um something i wanted to add in real quick Oh, so here is the absolute crazy part, right? I was going through these, 
like, I guess, you know, I, I was a narcissist, I guess, but I was pretty narcissist-like, I feel like, it's with the emotionless part. I was going through all of this while being extremely present. Like, I was already extremely conscious, and I was still having these issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how yeah. rooted these issues were. Like, I was already silence-minded. Oh. I was already going through, like, Eckhart Tolle type stuff. Um, but that's when I hit the wall. When I met her and everything, that's when I hit that wall. Like, things were going up for me. But then I met my demons. Because that's I would tell people, love brings out the demons. And this is this was my strongest, you know, like, these were my just strongest issues. And it was just, like, showing up. And I just could not deal with it. And it was just the worst, one of the hardest years of my life. Uh, and more than a year, like, two years of my life. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, if I, someone who was just zen-like, at the time, you know, was going through that, like, but, you know, nowadays, I, I, I now know, like, you know, the solution, like, well, I wasn't seeing, blah, 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 but it's scary, it's scary, so, but, you know, I feel like that's where some of my, I don't know, I don't know, but it just, so I have my own, like, conscious, toxic version of, <laughs> of all that, so, yeah. Super wild that even with presence, you didn't see the bigger picture, and I think that just proves like how deep like some of this like subconscious like childhood programming really goes. Like we really saw nothing wrong with it, but well, in my I case, guess, I kind yeah, of. Hmm? Uh, in my case, um, I felt like I couldn't break through until I faced those demons because in my head I knew there was a disconnect. I was like, there's obviously something wrong in like how I grew up and how I view relationships because where where are all these like negative traits coming from? It has to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um so I really couldn't break through until until then. Yeah, well, so from there to now, I just also want to add in just the whole like vibrational aspect and thought aspect of it, which was for me, um, you know, even though these things were like really ingrained or whatever. It was still, at the end of the day, the conscious thoughts that I was thinking every day. So it was like I was really present, but then there was this one thing. I remember there was this one thing that I kept thinking about every day. I won't share it because it's so fucked up. So it's one thing I kept thinking about that was hurting, self-torturing myself. It was just one thing that I was feeding every day. So it was like it was a moment. The negative momentum was so strong with this. So it was like I'm present. I'm present. I'm fine. I'm neutral. But then this thing, I just can't stop. I, I, I choose to think about it. I choose to obsess over it. And I can't get over this one thing that happened. And it was just like, anyways, so I was still like feeding like all these really negative momentum, all these negative programming. So it still starts with the, the conscious feeding, you know, it still starts with that. Like these, these, these programmings that we had, um, you know, like throughout whole life, it, it's not, it's, it, 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 I just don't want people to be scared by the word of subconscious because at the end of the day, these things, they're just things that show up that we still feed on a daily basis. See, these negative momentum mm -hmm. things, this self-hate is still things that we are feeding, you know, um, anyways, and we'll talk about it. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I want to talk about kind of, uh, I, I want you to share kind of your last words about that and we'll kind of shift into just kind of how we can slowly progress into a better version of ourselves by next christmas mm -hmm. but yeah this is cool to talk about though because this is like kind of like it kind of showed us kind of kind of into our life where we were last christmas or you know around that time like just kind of mm -hmm. just the person the person we used to be the people we used to be right yeah. like it's just so crazy mm -hmm. yeah uh, uh any last words about codependency yeah how you deal with that i love yeah, and I love how you mentioned, like, not to be afraid of the subconscious, because what I realized is that our, our brains, or our thoughts, or whatever you want to think of it as, like, we're so prone to yeah. what we already know and our routines. Yeah. Like, we would rather, like, to make it easier for our brains, like, that's how I kind of see the world, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, when based off our memories, like because mm -hmm. we've we're already comfortable and know how a situation's gonna go, even if it's mm -hmm. toxic, mm -hmm. we're more likely to like fall back into that trap just because it's more familiar. Like the unknown, even if it's better, seems more scary to us. Yeah. yeah. And so I think like that's also something I had to break through because 
and it's kind of crazy that even now, like, if a guy kind of likes me a little bit too much, I get scared because I, I I'm used to, yeah. I'm used to assholes. Like I'm used yeah. to like earning love. So if yeah. when yeah. someone gives it to me freely, like it scares yeah. me. And that's even something yeah. like I'm still working on. Do you, hey, can you look at yourself in the, in the picture? You look like you're glowing red. Like, really? do, you it, do you see it? Like, glowing, like, glowing oh. red? Aww. Do you see it? Like, from the light? And I everything? do. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe fine um, for next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to use the restroom real quick, <laughs> and I'll be right back. <laughs> Let's pause this. Well, it looks like we're still recording, so I just want to thank everyone. Honestly, like, being a part of this podcast and this community has been so amazing. I seriously never thought I'd be in this position, and I just want to tell, let everyone know, like, if, hey, Andy, I'm just, I'm still talking. What's up? I was just telling people, I was just telling people how thankful I am to be a, a part of this podcasting community. Aw, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, just um, uh, fun fact. Um, I was I was giving appreciation for you before we uh first got on the podcast today, like um, because you know the po- whole positive aspect, right? I was literally thinking of things that I like to to. Uh, just things that are easy to appreciate in my life and you were one of them and then you know like mm-hmm. and I was like went on a spiel about how like you know we're definitely co-creating like like we're definitely like you know it's um and like all and just kind of like how how we're both pretty like really like easygoing people you know it's so easy to work together you know it's just like um mm-hmm. blah 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 all this good stuff um um so Switching the subject, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza was saying how, um, look at, look, okay, look at you, this, okay, this is, this is me, this is not Dr. Joe, but look at you, this, this, look at you as a person, as a personality, this, uh, Christmas, look at all your issues, look at, like, just who you are in totality, right, and let's assume that we want to become just even greater, happier, or whatever, so, you have practiced being this person, you know, for all these years, right? So now, you know, like what Jasmine, kind of like to what Jasmine said, now we're just kind of practicing being almost like a new person. And and that there is an unknown element to that, but that's how we grow and it's okay, you know? So um, how are you going to, so Dr. Joe Dispenza is like your, pers- your, your personal reality, which is your reality, you know, is made up of your personality. So... Um, it's, it's like you know what I'm saying so the you change your personality yeah. it's made up of your personality right so if you change your personality wow. your, reality, your personal reality changes and you know like how do, so now the question is how do we change our personality Jasmine over here taking notes <laughs> I am I'm right, legit writing that down okay um, so personality You know, that's really, this is a really interesting topic because I feel like whenever personality is brought up, it's like, I guess maybe it's a blocker for me, but I feel like if someone changes their personality, like, isn't that being fake? But I understand where you're coming from, like, as if, like, it's literally your outlook in life. Like, what you think reflects and you give off that vibe to other people. Like, if you're a negative, if you're always having negative thoughts, you're probably going to most likely be a negative person. And you're probably not that fun to be around. I want to explore this real quick because um, I, I think I, I used to have the same question. I don't know why I just no longer have it. But it comes with a more vibrational understanding of, you know, Abraham Hicks talks about you can't, you can't feel broke and experience wealth, right? So if you're just, if you're, so look, your personality still at the end of the day comes down to the thoughts that you're thinking every day. Like everything comes down to the thoughts you're thinking. So Look, you look. Try your hardest to think thoughts of wealth and 
and have a personality of a broke person. <laughs> like, if you're thinking, if you're thinking like, man, I'm, my life is abundant, you know, I have all these things to feel appreciated for, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to be the type of person to, to, um, to, to, to complain about this lack of money? To, to, to just like feel like, oh man, I got to pinch every penny or whatever, like, and just fear the economy. Like, you know, like your thoughts dictate who yeah. you are. Your, th- your thoughts, like, it doesn't you know, yeah, like literally, look, you, so you, you know, the whole personality thing, like maybe it's just kind of like we have a bad perception of it. But look, your, your thoughts yeah. dictate your personality, literally. Isn't that crazy? So, so that's the thing. Like you, you, you know, we're, when we pick our new frequency, new thoughts, like our, our uh, literally life and personality changes with it. It's just what it is, like kind of like, isn't that crazy? Like, so, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just so crazy. Like, wh- what's a personality? Like, but what is even a personality? It just literally, I don't know. I don't know, but um so so look so your person your uh your person your personal reality and then second layer is your personality and then on the the root layer is the thoughts that you choose to think every day so what happens when we start practicing gratitude we tune into abundance we train our thoughts in abundant direction and that's going to reflect in our personality you know, I have a theory. I just made up on the spot right now. If you practice gratitude from this Christmas to next <laughs> Christmas, your personality is going to be different. Like, you're going to be a different freaking person. Like, all, all, like, in all areas of your life, right? Because appreciation is the same frequency of love. It's the, it's one, it's the highest frequency. It's the, it's the frequency of source. Um, obviously, you know, you can be infinitely appreciative and whatever, but it's really, like, the highest frequency. Um, and, Anytime you're, you know, in a state of appreciation, you're tuned in and tapped into source. And, um, yeah, it just changes you. Um, and it's just, you're, t- you're tapped into abundance. When you're tapped into source, you're tapped into abundance. And when you're tapped into abundance, your personality is going to change. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, this is fun to think about. Like, if you are, um, just let's say you're, like, homeless and you're just struggling with money. If you start changing your thought patterns and slowly start just seeing and appreciate the things you have in your life. And then that will attract better things into your life. And now you have more things to appreciate in your life. And then now you're appreciating all the wealth you have around you. So your reality changes, but your thought changes and your personality changes. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I don't know. Can you be, can you be, can you be prosperous? Like without changing your personality, can you be, like does it broke can you have a broke mentality and and be super wealthy because because i know there are people I don't see how it's possible yeah i know there's people who because abraham six uh hicks is not possible but like I, I i know there are people who have a lot of money like but they're not happy with their money and they're they're like still penny pinchers uh, penny pinchers and they still like struggle with aspects of money and stuff you know, like there's that type of people out there, um, you know, so I don't know. That's just so interesting. That's just like, a, that's such a cool concept though, right? Like um, the thoughts change your reality, uh, your, your personality, which changes your personal reality. And I guess another good example, like a similar example is like, if you're an NBA player, if you have a loser mentality, can you still be a winner? Hey, okay. Let's like, test this. If you have low self-confidence, low self-doubt, like, can you still be a winner? Like, I'm sure it happens, but, like, if you don't truly believe it, like, because, like, if I have a loser mentality and, like, we're down 20 points and it's only, like, second quarter, I'm probably going to give up on the game. Versus, like, if I had a winner mentality, like, I'm going to be like, bro, this is only the second quarter. Like, we still have two other quarters to go. Like, we're going to get this. I have no idea. It's, if your thoughts real, like, influence every decision you make. Like, if you're, oh, if you think you're a loser, you're probably gonna oh choose loser actions. Yo. Oh my, yo, you know what just hit me? I, I, I was just thinking, what? like, okay, 
I was just thinking, okay, but but what if, you know, you have one guy with a winner mentality on a team, but then there's, like, you know, uh, there's other team members, but some have loser mentalities and some have, like, mediocre mentalities or whatever. But I was thinking, yo, you know what's crazy? That most likely wouldn't happen because usually, based on the law of attraction, people with like frequencies attract. So people with like mentalities attract. So you look like, you look at, Michael Jordan, you know, what, 96 Bulls, maybe, like, it, every, it's just, like, winning teams are made of, uh, made of, of like, um, it's, it's a semblance of, you know, people mm. with that frequency coming together, right? It's, it's, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, okay, look, so, example, if I was an elevator, in an elevator with another person. I gave this analogy before. If I was in an elevator with another person and I had a high vibration and, and the other person had a super low vibration, one of our vibrations is gonna win out. Either both of us are gonna become low vibe or both of us are gonna become high vibe. So so it's like that. It's just like so there's a lot of things in work here. So that's working here. So maybe you know a guy like Michael Michael Jordan, right? He has such a mentality of winning or whatever, right? And it's like he himself probably lifts everybody else up, their vibration up. Yeah. But also, at the same time, though, his vibration is also influencing just literally or, or, or attracting other winning pieces. Does that make sense? So, but anyways, yeah. that's just a theory. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But then, but then how come Kobe only had five rings instead of, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like... Um, but but here's the thing we we don't know what's going on in people's heads ever like we never know what's going on in, with people's vibrations so but anyways but anyway so like look I guess I feel like you're just gonna have to, you be becoming a different person is just a side effect of uh like you know growing and and getting you know you know what I'm saying but I think it's fun though yeah. I think it's fun. you know you know so so it's like wow if you want to be um, a, a sexy person, then that means that you have to change your thoughts and then you change your personality <laughs> and then you become a sexy person and people are attracted to you. If you want to, I don't know. I don't know. Just, well, no, it's thing. true. Well, but you can totally be, totally be a good looking person. Like, you know, there's a lot of girls who are low, who are like pretty. No way. But have well, like are, low vibration. Or, or, yeah, or, or there's, there's a lot of that, but just, yeah. nah, I figured it out. I don't want to talk about it, uh, but, all right. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, so now let's talk about how we can change our thoughts, change our personality, and change our personal reality. Um, we talk about this a lot, but I always love reminding people. Uh, so, starts with, start with gratitude, right? Start with that, right? Just, yeah. just a refresher. Look, I, Okay, oh, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. It, everything starts with changing your inside. It starts with changing a thought pattern. Okay, so it's, it literally starts with your thoughts. And so, if but here's the thing: you can be. Here's something I realized: you can be. Let's say throughout your day, you experience a lot of negative emotions. But as long as you add in, just add in that five minutes of positive emotions additional positive emotions in a day that will add up and you will eventually become high vibrational because you start practicing gratitude you can get better at it and then you can have more things to think about positive things to think about and then you're going to notice more positive things and even if for the rest of your day you're experiencing tons of negative emotions that's perfectly okay um your vibration will slowly win out your high your your high vibration your your uh your, your practice those five minutes a day consistently will win out over time. So don't worry that, oh my gosh, I, I can't practice gratitude because the rest of my day I'm like bombarded with negative emotions or whatever. If that's okay, that's perfectly okay. Um, like just do that five minutes and those five minutes will win out because those five minutes of positive a day, that's going to put you in solution mode because when you have vibration you're connected to source energy and you're bringing all solutions in all areas of your life to you so i never had a mentor or anything teach me how to raise my vibration i did it all by myself because i had this theory that 
It didn't matter what issues or questions or whatever I had in my life. I just trust that if I just kept this routine, even if I had bad days or whatever, the solutions will come to me. Even if I have negative thoughts throughout the day, that's okay. Because I, because it's better than just having negative thoughts without adding positive. It's, it's better to have negative thoughts and have positive because then the positive will slowly win out. Um, Cause now you're practicing this new momentum. Anyway, so I'm forgive me if I make a whole nother episode on this exact same topic, which I probably will, but I'm going to, here's what, here's what I want. Here's another way I want people to do it. So I've offered so many ways for people to raise their vibration or whatever, but I'm going to offer you a list of techniques or processes processes that um if you just do for four or five minutes each day you will uh be different next christmas you will be a different personality and have experience a personal different personal reality next christmas um okay so i you know i never made a episode straight up going in depth on gratitude but Okay, so number one, check out episode 44. Episode 44 will teach you more about your thoughts. It's called divine thinking. It will teach you more about the nature of your thoughts and how you can uh, take your thoughts to the next level. So feel free to write this down. Um, not, uh, not you, Jasmine, just the audience. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> um, episode 44, uh, divine thinking will teach you how to thought rampage, right? You just take, your one, take one thought at a time and, and raise your vibration. Um, that's, that's kind of a harder one. Um, then I want you, but that's number one, thought rampage. That's one way to raise your vibration. Number two is visualization, right? Uh, so check out episode. Okay. So it's called a virtual reality process. It's like literally two episodes ago. Uh, it's, it's a high vibration episode. It's called a virtual reality process. So all you just check out the episode, but I'll give a quick overview. All this is you're visualizing your reality, but not for the sake of manifestation, for the sake of raising your vibration. So all that means is you're literally, for example, after this podcast, if I want to practice this, I could just imagine myself, um, you know, laying on a yacht in the middle of the Mediterranean, looking at the crystal clear water, like just smoking a fat blunt, like, you know, just for a few minutes, not for the sake of manifestation, but just for the sake of feeling good, right? And that, that will raise your vibration. So you can just do something like that. So number two is visualize for the sake of raising your vibration. Um, it's called a virtual reality process. It's literally two episodes, you know, below this. And then the pretending process is another one. This is just, this is just, this is fun. Just find something you enjoy, you know, like, so, you know, like, for example, when I go to the gym, sometimes I like to walk around and just pretend and just be, you know, imagine myself being super, like, you know, muscular or, like, just super, like, just strong and, like, super good looking or something and just walk around for a few minutes. Just be, like, it's not even a visualization. It's literally, you know, like, feel wealthy right now, right? Act Like, you know, just feel, it's just literally a feeling. Like, for example, if you want to feel like you're a super successful entrepreneur who has made multiple millions, you can kind of feel that you can kind of tap into that energy and just, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's the same muscle. It's the same muscle as pretending it's acting as if it's not, it's not anything you have yeah. to say. It's literally just, just, just this energy you kind of tap into. Right. So you just kind of do that. And um, it's literally just pretending. And there's an episode. It's right below. It's the episode before this one. It's called a pretending process. So you know about thought rampage, you know about virtual reality process, uh, which is the visualization process and then the pretending process. And then check out episode 53, Meditation and Appreciation. Um, you'll learn about um, meditation, but it will also teach you appreciation. So literally just start appreciating things. Like literally just start practicing appreciation. Like just even look, if you feel like you have nothing to appreciate, just start practicing appreciation and um, learn how to do it and get better at it. And just practice it a few minutes a day, each day. And here's the thing, you can suck at all these techniques. It doesn't matter. You can suck at all these techniques and just practice them day by day. Over time, you'll get better at them. So find one you like, and there's going to be more processes in the future. But the but check out episode 53, Meditation and Appreciation. So 
anyways, pick any one of those techniques, right? So appreciation, um, thought rampage, uh, pretending or being, um, and virtual uh, and the visualization. I think. Yeah, I don't know if I said that. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. so check out all the episodes that I, I mentioned, and there's gonna be more. I'm gonna be going more in depth on how I practice appreciation and blah 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 appreciation rampages. But there's gonna be so many more like processes and techniques that I'm gonna be sharing with all you all you guys. But check out those. But look, pick one and just do them for like four minutes, five minutes each day, or like or like do two minutes in the morning, two minutes at night. Something, right? Something that puts your attention on something positive. That's it. So all all it takes to just slowly get that momentum going, even if you're struggling with your negative thoughts right now. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Is that anything you want to add? No, I just want to say I can't even imagine what next Christmas is going to be like. We might be celebrating in Europe. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, that's, oh, Dude, I am just so excited. And oh. that's the thing. I feel like before, I used to dread the future because I had yeah. no idea what's going to happen. Now I'm yeah. so freaking excited. Like, when you're in a mindset of, like, abundance, it's like, yeah. like what else can you do, universe? I already love you so much. Like, how can oh. you get better? It's only going to get better. That's the thing. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Wow. For real. Oh, my gosh. And the, the thing is, like, wow. It's, like, different when you, like, when you know you have prepaid your future. Like, when you know that, like, where I am right now, I have six months worth of raising my vibration, you know, just carrying me. All this momentum carrying me, right? And it's just so crazy. Like, um, the thing is, most people have six months of negative vibration carrying me, you know? So it's... Anyway, so pick a process and stay tuned. I'm going to have more processes. But pick one you like. Pick one you like. And just do it every day. A few minutes. Just a few minutes. And what you're going to see is you're going to literally attract, start attracting better ideas, better solutions, and, and like a better, I don't know, just better ways of doing it. And, and look, and it's going to be way easier to raise your vibration because you're going to see your reality slowly start to change. And that's the thing like when you raise your vibration your reality is going to be a lot easier to be in and, and to you know enjoy so now you have way more things to be appreciative of and it's just crazy so it's like such a, a cumulative effect now you can just look at things that you appreciate in your life and raise your vibration um but yeah so um man um i hope if you guys really oh Oh yeah, perfect way to say this. Uh, last thing before we leave, just want to share with people uh, like um, what's going on, you know, with our projects and everything. So if you're looking to really, 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 really change your life this this Christmas, uh, this New Year's, and you know, if you're really ready to become high vibrational by next Christmas, by May, to be honest, by the summer, by March, like, you know, depending on who you are, but I know for a fact, by next year, by next Christmas, if you um, would like to just be serious about that change, um, the course is going to come out New Year's or a day before New Year's, like for sure, right? So if you want to, you know, just really invest in, in yourself like that, just sign, just sign up for it. It's, it's actually free. Um, so it's just like, it's a whole course. So if you want to sign up for that, Go ahead and you'll learn everything you need to know to master your thoughts. And it's going to be crazy. And, um, yeah, it's just going to be a way to put everything together, right? Everything you learn in this podcast, you're going to put it together. It's going to be really in depth. So, um, okay. So can you hear me? Cause my yeah. Nope. You're good. Okay. So yeah, so just check that out. Um, just if you haven't signed up already, um, just click on the website below um, or in the description, gunsrosesandspirituality.com. If you have already signed up, then um, man, it's coming out super soon. And what's a better way to start the New Year's than to master your thoughts? And yeah, I'm always trying to look for ways to help you guys really put the processes together. But it all comes down, everything you learn all comes down to practicing it, right? It only takes a few minutes each day, right? It's not 
we're slowly going to slide up the vibrational scale. We're going to become a little bit higher in vibration each day or each every other day. Like it's just going to be a slow process. It's, you don't have to conquer your, your mind in one day. It's just like you probably did not become super depressed in one day. You, you're not going to become super high vibrational in one day. So it's, it takes time. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. That's all I got for today. I'm about to, my mom made kimchi fried rice and I'm just, I'm just so ready to eat that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Happy New Year's. Oh yeah, happy New Year's. Hey, thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you're interested in taking your vibration to the absolute next level, I have a online video course that is coming out real soon. And if you would like to be on the wait list so you can have access to this the moment it comes out, visit my website at gunsrosesandspirituality.com. Link in the description below.